you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is, Here We Go A-Walking. Being creative sometimes applies to discipline as well. My days had been full with all kinds of meetings, and three evenings of the week I was helping run clubs for girls, clubs for boys, and a group for young teenage moms. It seemed that the needs of the teens in the low rental housing development were relentless, and at times I wasn't sure I had made the right decision to move into a ministry position in this area of the inner city. However, just as the weariness and questions would come, so would an encouraging moment arrive. Like a mom who stopped by the office to thank me for being so involved with her daughters, and what a difference it made. Or the young man who came by to let me know that nothing would happen to my vehicle because he and his boys would make sure no one touched it or stole my tires. Or the teacher who let me know that several of the boys in our club were improving in their attendance at school. As the weekend approached, so did the realization that I had promised several of the boys and girls that I would take them on a day trip to a provincial park nearby where they could swim and enjoy a day at the beach. I wasn't sure if I had the energy to pull off the day trip, but in my books, a promise is a promise, so it needed to happen one way or another. A volunteer offered to accompany me, and that alone made the day trip feel like it wasn't only possible, but would also be a great experience for all of us. Saturday arrived, and in the early morning, it was already sunny and very hot, just perfect for a day at the beach. I got the old brown 40 Econoline van filled with gas, cleaned out the garbage in it, and headed to the housing development to pick up the teens and volunteer that were going to join me on the day trip to the beach. After the van was filled with lots of teens laughing and teasing one another, we were off. The drive out of the city brought about a hush to the group, and when the volunteer asked why the silence, the teens responded that they were awed by what they saw for none of them had been this far out of the city ever before. Once we were at the beach and everyone had clothing on to enjoy the lake, the laughter and teasing returned. We had a great deal of fun having splashing contests, playing volleyball as we stood knee-deep in the water, or trying to swim from the beach to the opposite shore. It was relaxing and invigorating to see the teens having such great fun, and seemingly leaving the concerns of their life back in the city behind them, at least for a few short hours. To sit on the sand and enjoy lunch brought more laughter, stories of sitting on the shore of their home reserves and eating with their grandparents, and tender moments of expressing appreciation for one another and the great day we were having at the beach. 
The afternoon held much the same as the morning, and by late afternoon it was time to pack up and head back to the city. There were a lot of groans and sighs as we packed up and entered the van, for the teens wanted to stay longer and begged that we would return sooner than later. On the ride home, the laughter and teasing started up again. However, one of the teens became more and more belligerent as we drove, and I asked that he keep silent rather than taunt one of the other teens. His response was less than adequate, and so I reminded him that this type of behavior would not be tolerated and there would be a consequence for his actions. He challenged me as to what I could do, and I stupidly said, I can kick you out of this van and make you walk back to the city. The van became silent as the rest of the teens listened to my response. The young man challenged me that I would never do such a thing as that, and I responded that if he did not change his language, I would. Then he began a long verbal attack on the person he had been taunting, and I stopped the van. At this point, I must admit my anger was on high, and not only were the teens silent, but my volunteer was giving me a worried look. Not phased by any of this, I demanded the young man come out of the van and meet me on the shoulder of the highway. He took his time, but did obey my command. Once on the side of the highway, I let him know that I was going to make him walk for quite some time, and that I hoped he would think about what he had said while he walked, and then I would come back and pick him up. I let him know it might be before taking the teens home, or it might be after. He pled with me not to leave him, and I stubbornly said that there was no alternative, as I had promised this consequence if his actions continued as they had, and he left me no recourse, for he did not change his actions. Then I bid him goodbye, got back in the van, and announced to everyone that he would be walking back to the city, and at some point I would come back to pick him up. At first the van was silent. Then there was some hushed swearing, and finally one of the teens spoke up that they thought I was being too harsh and should relent on my promise of this consequence. I let them know that I was not going to relent and that this should be a warning to all of them that when I promised a consequence, I would go through with it. With that, I put the van into gear and down the highway we went, leaving the young man on the side of the road to ponder his actions. Again, the van fell silent and as I drove, my heart was breaking for I knew that my discipline of this young man was harsh and also that perhaps leaving him to walk along a busy highway was not the smartest thing to do. My heart was also breaking because I realized that my pride and stubbornness had won out and that what I thought was creative discipline was actually feeding my pride rather than serving the person I wanted to discipline. What to do? I asked my volunteer and she said that perhaps we could go for several kilometers and then turn around to pick up the young man with the understanding that his actions would be different and that I was sorry for the harshness of the consequence I had inflicted upon him. Although I wanted to agree with her, it took quite a few kilometers of driving, with the teens being very silent, before I relented and turned around to go back and get the young man. As I did the turnaround and explained why, the teens in the van cheered and said they thought he would be remorseful and understood not to challenge me in the future. As I drove, I begged God to forgive me for my harshness and for this young man to be safe and still on the side of the highway. Several kilometers along, there he was, slowly walking with his head down. 
I finally found a place to do a U-turn, and once I came up alongside of him, the teens in the van began to call out his name and cheer. He looked up with wide, sad eyes and ran towards the van. I jumped out and stepped between him and the van door. As I called his name, he looked at me with great fear in his eyes, and I said to him, I am sorry I was so harsh on you. My consequence for your actions was more than it should have been. I hope you can forgive me and that we can restore our relationship with one another. He looked at me and said, I am sorry for not listening to you. I realized that you were trying to get me to be kind and I didn't want to be. I don't ever want to be left on the side of the road again and I will listen to you. After a long pause, we both agreed that we could forgive one another and that we would continue having a friendship with one another. As he entered the van, the cheers rang out loudly. There were high fives and the ride back into the city was far more cheerful than it had been before we picked him up. In my rearview mirror, I could see this young man making amends with the teen he had taunted, and that made my heart sing. Kaylin Holmes Losnick is a singer-songwriter from Winnipeg who once oversaw the ministry of Beautiful Unique Girl here at Square One World Media. Her song, Your Grace, seemed fitting for this episode. Your grace is more than enough for me And your grace is more than enough for me Yeah.
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Coming from a nursing background where she always related to people one-on-one, -on -one, Irene Marsh loves the way radio reaches so many people at once, particularly those she would never meet with conventional nursing. Those who have nowhere to go, those who don't have the courage to come to a clinic, they can always listen to the radio. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Sometimes grace, mercy, and forgiveness are elusive, it seems. Sometimes they are especially in short supply when we think we are right and that the other deserves our wrath, or creative discipline, as I like to call it. However, there is a need to both give and seek grace, mercy, and forgiveness at times in our life. This experience of mine was one where I needed to seek grace, mercy, and forgiveness from a teenager. And as the adult in the relationship, this was a hard thing for me to seek. However, I knew that it was what I needed to ask of him. Thankfully, my heart was softened to the place that I could do that. Thankfully, God did the work of softening my heart. In the book of James, in the New Testament portion of the Bible, we find verse 16, and it reads like this from the New Living Translation. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Seeking and offering forgiveness is a way to bring healing to our relationships. Thankfully, Jesus Christ forgives us and offers us relationship with him through the gifts of grace and mercy that come as a result of Jesus dying for us and then rising from the dead three days later. Where do you and I need to seek or perhaps offer forgiveness? Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.